0: safe room show your safe haven for gaming news and discussion my name's kevin and my name is daniel fantasy 7 daniel fantasy 7 remake
1: no this is an original this is all original right got the og
0: i was wondering why the graphics were so bad (laughs) yeah anyway (laughs) this is episode 89 and we will not stop we can't be stopped D- despite everyone's wishes, mm. we will not be stopped. We're going to get on here. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about the video games. We're going to talk about how I haven't had a haircut in like two months. I
1: miss the intimacy of a haircut. <laughs> Excuse like, me. To, <laughs> now hear me out here, right? I have go, to. Going into a barbershop, getting a haircut, having that conversation with person. But mainly it's the after shampoo that really like I, I crave.
0: Do you always go for the after shampoo? It's free. Why not? Because I want to get out. Yeah. I want to get out of there. I don't, want, I don't, I don't need you to... I mean, I just... I like the
1: warm lather and the way the hands feel massaging my, my skull through the hair. It feels
0: great, man. If you guys didn't know, every time Daniel gets a haircut, he has a massive erection, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the Honestly... The way you described it was like a romantic date
1: <laughs> Every time I barber. get a haircut is actually an ordeal because yeah. I grow my hair out probably for like six to eight months yeah. to this like shaggy look and then I get a really close like white man haircut...
0: <laughs> a close white man haircut yeah, kind of like yeah, what yeah. you're
1: rocking right now but yeah shorter
0: my hair is yeah it's just going so it's like, going where it wants to my
1: idea was to get a haircut at the start of all this and then when mm. everything kind of started to accelerate and now we're in this peak covid state i'm just like okay i'm not gonna be able to get a haircut for like you know another two months but i could do what everybody else is doing right and just shave my hair in the bathroom like fucking <laughs> luke wilson in uh, uh
0: royal tenenbaums first of all <laughs> first of all you could yeah i don't know how that would end up for you yeah right i i'm not saying i don't trust you Mm -hmm. but it's not about you Mm -hmm. it's about daniel plus a razor (laughs) and then my trust starts to go down listen as long as
1: i'm not playing elliot smith (laughs) in the background while i'm holding a razor (laughs) you know it's probably gonna be an okay situation
0: daniel we are we are um i don't even know where we're
1: at time wise right time is fucking irrelevant right now i feel like i've been in this weird bubble
0: sun goes up sun goes down uh i make an egg sandwich almost Mm -hmm. every day just make them sammy's like nuts is
1: that how you count your day stock now it's like okay this is sandwich mm -hmm. number 62 so we must be on day 62 right
0: (laughs) right say so i count my days in sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is it's like it's actually gorgeous out right now mm-hmm. like it's it we're we're getting into uh end of spring going into summer so it's actually getting nice temperature wise mm-hmm. uh you want to go out you want to walk out what, what do you what's that face? end of spring where's it like in the middle of spring right now this is the middle of spring yeah uh, sure man i don't know i don't know what the seasons well, do
1: it fucks me up because like this is one of my favorite times of the year in washington where like you go outside you can actually see winter like peel away and spring start like you see the cherry blossoms in full everywhere and like so poetical i yeah dude you're you're,
0: you're poetic about getting a haircut Uh you're poetic about do you miss the outside world that much i'm feeling a little
1: romantic in terms of like (laughs) interactions in the outside world right now my my eyes are as wide as two sakura blossoms when i go outside and see seattle proper But now I just see these four fucking manila walls and...
0: Yeah, these beautiful manila walls and the popcorn ceiling, (laughs) you know? (laughs) That doesn't inspire your poetry? I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Now, uh, as we've learned around here, uh, popcorn ceilings are... They want to make us have breakdowns cuz they make us think of past lives. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I mentioned that on one of these episodes. I can't but,
1: tell. But yeah, no, it's really beautiful right now and it's it sucks like cuz like yeah. when people tell you you can't do a thing, you want to do it you more. You want to do it
0: so hard so and so like,
1: biased. Yesterday, we went outside for like a little walk, and it was really... It was nice, because I'm like boy we don't have a workout machine. Our gym is closed, and we're just being these sedentary fucks, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, let's go on a, a walk around the neighborhood. And we, we took the long way. Mm. And uh, I actually got kind of winded after. But it was nice. It just... I felt really weird about it, right? Because it's like whenever you're outside mm. now like you see the suspicious glances from other people Yes, where it's like um, you shouldn't be here you shouldn't be doing this thing I'm just walking here yeah, but you should be inside doing that
0: <laughs> Yeah, we live in a paranoia state yeah. and I am I am highly susceptible to that because I naturally have social anxiety mm-hmm. and this is a little different so the, the nature of social anxiety is that you get into large groups of people that generally don't even notice or give a fuck about you but your brain is telling you that they're judging me and they're thinking things Yeah, and the way I look the way I talk, like, you know, I become like hyper aware, Mm -hmm. but now it's like, people are looking at you. Mm -hmm. People are thinking things like, Hmm, I don't see a face mask on you or, Hmm, I don't see that, you know, and stuff like that.
1: We had one of those yesterday where it was kind of like incredibly awkward. Yeah. Incredibly awkward situation. Not the most intense thing I've seen so far since being in this, like, you know, safe at home, quarantine state. Like, I've seen some weird shit so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, there was this paranoia of, like, you know, we were two out of, like, maybe seven people in a, in a spot that didn't have masks on, and, like, they were eyeing us, like, we could be their potential killers, you know? <laughs> yes. And that's the thing about this right now, where this is there is this paranoia where there's this invisible enemy that anybody could have, and people are like, you could be passing something to me that could kill me or somebody I love. And it's just, it's really... It's different, you know, it's such a different mindset and situation to be in because we've never experienced this before.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Seldom has anyone experienced this before. And and it's like, yeah, for us, it's like, we can't even get masks. We can't do anything, but we still got to go like get food like once a week, Mm -hmm. basically to like survive, you know, because even when you try to use the delivery services, like you let, I, I just did it too, where I was like, let me order on a Friday and see what's going to happen. And it turns mm-hmm. out like, oh yeah, we'll get to you Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's how backed up it is. So you can't even depend on getting like groceries day and dates. So sometimes you got to go out. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's such a weird, it's a weird climate, right? It, it, it feels, ugh, I, yeah. I I feel tense as fuck when I get outside. I'm just like, I need to go back in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's the nature of an invisible enemy. Mm-hmm is is the thing that gets me the most right it's like we're living in a stephen king novel he even apologized on twitter for the fact that we're all living in a in one of his novels (laughs) i'm not did he create this the stand is kind of like this captain trips is very similar interesting um but yeah otherwise we've been playing a lot of video games been playing a shit ton of video games like now's this
1: time in my life where i can do it and not feel guilty about it
0: yeah fuck guilt This is about like,
1: survival. This is about survival and this is a survival tactic for me. I game to live. I game? Well, I've always gamed as like a form of escapism and, you know, uh-huh. passion hobby because it's one of my like things that I always grew up loving and you know evolved into like this hobby
0: and other aspects of my life um i truly don't think anybody listening to this podcast will be like i wonder why he games it's like we're we're all in this sickness together it's it's a sickness we've had before (laughs) the global sickness yeah but now it's a justified sickness (laughs) exactly we're
1: like oh it's always justified we're who is like hey you should game because it's healthy (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) no it's always justified in that I'm going to live my life how I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. If it's not hurting you, then Mm -hmm. why are you fucking judging me about spending, you know, 12 hours playing Final Fantasy VII?
1: That game is my obsession right now. And I'm not the only one. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Actually, real real quick, because I want to touch on something that we talked about yesterday. So last weekend... We both went extremely hard in a little ditty called uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake. We went real hard. I Hours and hours of me just fought. We both spanked that game. Right? We spanked
1: it left and we right. Both, we both we... got
0: Platinums. Mm-hmm. Three-day Platinums, basically you got it quicker
1: than i did yeah uh i think it took me probably six days i my mindset my was right daniel i want to have this platinum before final fantasy 7 remake came out so yeah. i had a full week to do it yeah i had to get that
0: chore out of the way yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. there
1: was a section that kind of spanked me around a little bit um one of the latter difficulty runs a nightmare run <laughs> uh it got a little tricky because it causes you to master a the perfect dodge technique and if, you, if you don't have it down by then you just get destroyed by like these one hit attacks So that was, like, a night. And then um, I didn't want to, like, super burn myself out on it either. Like, when I sat down with it, I wanted to enjoy it every time. Because, like, it is a great game. I I love my time with it. But, like, I didn't want to, like think of it as a chore at all you know you
0: know it almost sounds like we need to have a review episode for resident evil 3 and what really do you know kevin
1: that's it. exactly what we're going to be doing so today we're sitting down we're doing our save room proper and then instead mm. of doing a plays this week we are going to do a resident evil 3 remake review it's our birthright to do these review casts for you guys sure mm-hmm. And you guys seem to love it. You, know? you seem to love them. To this day, our Resident Evil 7 review is still our highest listened to episode of anything mm-hmm. we've ever done. And I don't know why. Because <laughs>
0: people are actually looking for the save
1: room music and yeah. they find us <laughs> instead. Not, oh, okay. There's this.
0: They, didn't somebody complain on like one of our comment mm-hmm. section? They are just like, I all they do is talk. All well, they do is, is talk. Where's the music? And they're just
1: bullshitting. And it's like, <laughs> well, that was our brand three years ago. It's still our brand now.
0: <laughs> Sorry, y'all.
1: But yeah, no, we... Um, We have really enjoyed our time with that game. Uh... Wasn't
0: my point, actually, about talking about that. My point talking about that is you talk about escapism, Mm -hmm. and then we intrinsically have two different uh, mindsets when it comes to, like, let's say, bad things. Sure. I am very much about exposure. (laughs) As in, like... Whenever there's bad news, like, I'm on my fucking feeds about, like, what's the death toll? Sure. What's going on? Yeah. What's happening? For you, you, you mentioned the comment going, like, I don't want to think about this, like, all the time. And I it really brought to light how people cope in different ways. Yes. Yeah. Right? And people need to cope in different ways because this is unprecedented. This is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. So... If something as delightful as a horror game mm-hmm. comes out and they just want to deep dive on that for fucking 20 of their hours in a weekend, mm-hmm. let them. That's how someone's going to do their yeah. shit, right? And if other people want to embrace and understand what's going on, they're going to do that too, right? Yeah. So I think we need to just extend a little more understanding for how people are coping. I think yeah. we've talked about that th- a few times. I think the, times.
1: the mental duress that this is probably putting on a lot of people yeah. being cooped up and maybe they don't have the most healthy like at-home situation. Maybe they're cooped up with people who— Or they're alone. Or they're alone or you know, whatever the case is, like everybody's going through this together but in different ways, obviously. Um, we all have our ways of coping. For me, it's like I deal with this every day like we all do. I all, I'm hearing about it, I'm reading about it constantly. Podcasts that are now forms of escapism, whether video game, entertainment or otherwise, they're talking about this. Inescapably. Shit. So like, like, the, like us, for instance. So there's like no way to even escape this. So mm-hmm. like I even for my job, like, it's so intrinsic to how the landscape of my job has changed in the last like five weeks that I think about it every minute I'm clocked in now, Mm -hmm. you know? So like I sometimes want to walk away from it. Yes. It's important to still stay engaged with what's happening, but, like, to always be thinking about it 24-7 is very depressing. And it's it like has, total
0: like, warfare in the mind. It has
1: such an effect on mm-hmm. you. So, like, well, we had a really, like, intense conversation about it last night. And, like, yeah, you're, you're, like, my mindset is to go all in on it. Like, learn everything about it. Yes. Do this. And, like, yeah, I'm there with you. But sometimes I have to step away from it. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm ver- that, yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: I'm very much, that's me. I'm very much a stare into the void yeah. kind of person. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, um, it's different for other people, right? Mm-hmm. They need to do their thing. They need to be able to disengage. And I love, my point is, I love that we have this media that's still coming out. These people are still striving to bring us games like Resident Evil and mm-hmm. Final Fantasy or Doom or Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Lots of flavors out there for people to say, I could sink my teeth into something mm-hmm. that isn't just stressing me, yeah. you know? Like, people need that de-stressor, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that's that's what it is. It's
1: actually cool to see the, this medium flourish right now in unfortunate circumstances right but like people who weren't previously gaming are gaming this is a medium that is bringing people together Mm -hmm. friends who maybe like you know can't see each other on the day-to-day now are playing games through like discord or you know streaming together and just staying engaged on that level you know on whether through animal crossing or I almost said arms, but like, you know, arms. <laughs> whatever multiplayer <laughs> game they're choosing, right? Arms extending a hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, even so, like, I was streaming yesterday over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels doing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Dave was just kind of like in the chat, you know, with me, just like playing it himself, but also watching it. Yeah. And he's like, this is like, you know, still a fun thing for me to do, because like, if you know, I could be with a friend doing this in person. I would be watching them play it. So like the fact that we can still kind of share this experience and like, this new game together even though we're like all these miles apart like it's just
0: it's cool it's a cool thing actually yeah. um, engagement numbers for Twitch have been incredible right now right mm-hmm. because it's not just somebody saying oh I want to check out a new game they want to be able to engage with people because like we said before mm-hmm. they could be alone in their house mm-hmm. they may not be getting the right engagement that they used to mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of cool yeah. to have platforms like that be able to do that yeah. also if you wanted to see me engage with me and mm-hmm. I think you should I'm pretty handsome I'm at twitch.tv slash the red herb my friend and don't forget we always do survival horror sunday on sundays sunday 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 one uh, man versus horror
1: <laughs> i'm curious right now to know yep. the numbers not only for you know twitch mixer whatever but i want to know what the only fans numbers are right now wow of course you, you know you the, the people who are of at home like know. just quarantined and horny and just like engaging Quarantine. in like you know the only fans <laughs> life like i'm sure they're doing very well for themselves <laughs> right now <laughs> We should get an OnlyFans account. We should get stocks in OnlyFans. We should get actually. stocks in OnlyFans.
0: Think of all the things yeah. <laughs> that people are migrating to right now, yeah. and that's where your money's going to be, baby. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. All right. Uh, yeah. What are we doing? Should we get into the the bulk of this thing? I think we've um, we've touched each other enough.
1: We have. Did we, yeah. we did we promo the the podcast? No, we
0: didn't at all. No, no. Oh, let's do that. Oh, okay. Well. If you didn't know, this is The Save Room, the only podcast where we actually see different versions of the podcast across different regions to figure out who the fuck is leaking our shit. Okay, we're coming for you, Dusk Golem. We're coming for you. Capcom has hired us, and we're coming for you, <laughs> wherever you are. That'll make sense later in the episode. It will, it will. <laughs> You can find us on soundcloud.com slash the safe room show or check us out on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and I believe Stitcher, maybe still. I actually don't, I don't even know. Is that an app or is that like a, like a, like a Podbean feed? feed?
1: Um, I thought it was more of like a mood board. It's like a
0: mood board yeah,
1: for, for like podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Pinterest.
0: Okay, can we get like a soundboard for ourselves where it's just us going, pop that plat, pop that plat. Pop that play.
1: I mean, sometimes I'll do, like, post-production edits where, I'll, like, I'll add sound effects. Like the Sonic rings? The Sonic rings. Or, like, I do a few, like, trophy mm. pops here and there.
0: Yeah, those are good. Yeah, I hate Sonic. Anyway, yeah, what else is going on?
1: <laughs> but I was going to say, like, you know how radio shows, like, they have those super annoying sound effects? Like, it's it's Kevin in the butt! <laughs> Toilet flush, like, stupid noises. I don't want to be like yeah. that. You don't yeah.
0: want to be like that? I don't want to be like that. Why not? I want to be, a sh- a, like, one of those shock DJs. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like a shock DJ. No, tell me a little more about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I actually, like Howard Stern.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: you know? Like a
1: shock DJ, but for gaming.
0: Yeah, where it's always like, um, it's like, oh, I invited a bunch of strippers into this, but it would just be like, oh, so you're an XE3 model, right? Before they shut that whole situation down. Tell me what your life has been like since, and they're like, I'm a doctor now. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I have a wet t-shirt contest <laughs> coming up. <laughs> I got Jello and a free copy of Overwatch on PC that you could wrestle for. <laughs> how, lo- how long can you hold your pee for this Wii? <laughs> somebody died actually doing that. That's Wait, what? Story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody, like, they. Wow. The, the contest was that they drink a bunch of water on this radio show, and um, that killed that person. Yeah, because yeah. you get all this, like, toxic buildup,
1: and, like, your <laughs> cells are drowning for a week. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was That's the most story. successful console of all time. One of. Actually, I had a moment um, where I retired the section on my gaming shelf yesterday for Wii games and GameCube games, because I had to make room for, like, this bustling PS4 collection I have, and, like, it was just giving me anxiety looking at how, like messy it all was
0: i thought something was different over there yeah Where, where's the wii games did you just put them in underneath the bed or uh, i
1: put them in the closet with my m&m songs
0: <laughs> oh, no. next to the marshall mathers yeah. uh, lp that's so sad i'm oh, sorry God. reggie <laughs> i never meant to <laughs> hurt
1: you <laughs> well before we get into some of the bigger gamer news we got yeah. some quick hits still news but they're just bite-sized um you know yeah. so first thing on here we got some Free PS Plus games for April. That's now. That's this that's month. That's this month. Uh, coming to you there, Uncharted 4. And that is it. Oh. Yeah, sorry, Dirt Rally 2.0. Oh,
0: is Dirt Rally 2.0? Did they? Is that not coming out? Or or nobody cares is what you're...
1: Nobody cares, but it is the second choice. That's right. Yet. Nobody cares. For all you Dave, Mira, dirt bike loving fiends out there.
0: I don't think that's what Dirt Rally is, actually. I think it's cars. Well, <laughs> life is a highway. You mean that's... <laughs> God rest his soul, by the way. Dave Mira. Shit. Is he dead? He's dead. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. There's too much death in this episode. The wee lady, Dave Mira. (laughs) But if
1: you haven't played Uncharted 4, play it. I think this time last year, the whole Uncharted collection was free. So if you got that, this is a perfect conclusion to Nate's uh, Nate's trilogy. I don't even know what to call it. Collection of games? Quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. Mm-hmm. There's only been one other quadrilogy in history that mattered. Alien. And it was the Alien Quadrilogy. It was the Alien quadrilogy. So this is the second best quadrilogy in history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go with I mean, we're not going to say Indiana Jones. That's a very fair point. Yeah. We're not going to say that. Mm-hmm. Because of the one with Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf uh save roommates you want to know a fun fact about me that people get to find out when they visit our little domicile which they can't anymore mm-hmm. i have a portrait of Shia buff as seen as mutt williams in indiana jones in the what do you call it the crystal skull king of the crystal skull yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's him riding a motorcycle and i put that right in my bathroom <laughs> i have that uh right there and everyone asks why do you have a portrait of Shia buff in your bathroom yeah i
1: thought it was just a bit
0: to which i respond where else in the house would you put it That's a good
1: point. Yeah. Maybe in the kitchen.
0: And then somebody was like, well, why have it at all? And I said, you don't get it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go. Leave it. Get out. I'm keeping your shoes. You can go.
0: If that's your follow-up question, we're not friends. (laughs)
1: That's what it is, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Another bit on here. Item B. Sony... You know Sony. We love Sony. We're still talking about them. They revealed the sexy two-tone DualSense controller (gasps) over at the PlayStation blog. The new
0: controller? The
1: new new. Oh my god. I guess they had to make up for the the poor GDC conversation we got uh, a few weeks ago. They had to make
0: up for Mark's uh, Mark Cerny's ASMR session.
1: They needed something sexy and flashy for the gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got people talking. It's...
0: It's here. It looks really cool. So this this is a controller for the PlayStation 5. Now, mm-hmm. we know what the controller looks like. We don't know what the console looks like. But do you think that this is going to inform what that bad boy is going to look like? Because the two-tone white and black situation was like, oh, wait a second. Because usually they release a rectangle that's one color. Yeah. <laughs> historically.
1: Yeah, I think, what, the PlayStation 1 controller was historically gray, which matched the console. Yes. So Future gray. I think this is actually... Gonna be super informative to what maybe the overall design for the PS5 will look like. Right. Maybe it'll have a tonal color look to it. Maybe, like, you know, it is white with the PlayStation logo, or maybe it's got like blue accents. I don't know. Um, Ooh, I've, I've,
0: the blue accents would be hot. I'm excited, dude.
1: you know? Ooh. Or even if they still did it black, but maybe, like, there's, like, PlayStation, like, iconography on it that is colored in that same way, so. hmm Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, we have no idea what the box looks like. Yeah, we, we have no idea. This is probably telling, but run, here's run what we me down do this. know about the controller. It has a USB-C port, which Kevin is super stoked about because <laughs> ah, he wants to charge his phone oh, at God. the same time. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, it's got a redesigned grip, a washable dick holster, better controller battery life bigger touchpad and redesigned light bar the l2 and r2 buttons have been updated to have adaptive triggers to support haptic Feedback integration what does that
0: mean daniel so in
1: a game like horizon zero dawn from the hits gorilla games you pull a game you pull a
0: game you pull a game you pull a game you fire it off (laughs) (laughs) you fire it off like a disc you get your favorite your favorite six shooter you blast it
1: no so you pull a bow you pull the string back on a bow and the controller actually feels responsive to it so like Certain trigger feedback, like if you're pulling down on it, it might feel tighter, like you're actually pulling back. Same with guns, you know, weapons. So it just has a response built into it that makes it feel like you're doing the thing you're doing in the
0: game different rumbles for different feels
1: yeah and I like how these rumbles are gonna tumble it sounds really really cool um it's got a built in microphone array to allow chat functionality without headsets
0: that was a such an interesting thing yeah so so you're just talking into your like grab your dual shock and start talking into it right like, that is that what's going to happen? Cause I, it-
1: I think that's the idea. And, like, the current microphone array has something kind of similar to it. But, like, you can't really talk into it.
0: No, you like, can't. Yeah. There's no mic in yeah. there. Like, in you the can hear
1: track. things out of it. But like, that's, that's a speaker. That's kind of it, right? Yeah. Whereas this is, like, you know, it's two ways. Speaker, you, microphone, you talking boom.
0: into it. Okay. But,
1: like, they still suggest kind of using a headset uh, for a long time. Uh, talk sessions with your friends.
0: Yeah, especially since they keep on talking about that crazy 3D sound that they have, mm-hmm. where like you can plug in any headset and it'll sound incredible. I want—I I actually want to see what that really is, right? Yeah. Or hear what that really is, because mm-hmm. I don't know. But it also has a headphone jack, by the way, for anyone scared. Exactly. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's yeah. not
1: like your iPhone um, 10, yeah, or whichever one that like did away with the uh, input jack.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Fucking that shit dumb. Was stupid.
1: Another bit on here is the share button has been redubbed the create button. So I don't know if they're going to do like a different integration with what that looks like now. Why didn't we're, they call it the birth greatness button? The birth greatness button. The birth
0: greatness button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're just going to call this the uh, Jeff Keeley button. The
0: the. This is
1: where worlds change. Oh, the
0: world premiere button. The world premiere button. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Share so, world <laughs> premieres with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah, that just sounds like a branding thing. It doesn't sound like it's doing much different.
1: Honestly, like they really didn't even need to rebrand it unless they're yeah. going to do something clear cleaner and quicker with it like because now when you hit the share button like a menu drops and you have broadcast options or you can you know share screenshots or make or videos video. yeah, yeah you know and do clipping so i imagine they're going to clean that up a bit and make it a little more user-friendly mm-hmm. which is cool you know that's something we use a lot in our day-to-day uh you know clipping stupid final fantasy segments so you know about like you know jesse slapping wedges ass or you watched a man sweep dirt off of dirt, Bigs, and you had to share that with was, the world. He was
0: just sweeping outside, dirt on <laughs> yeah. dirt, and I didn't understand it. And I had, I just, anyway.
1: But to top this off, we got a quote from CEO Jim Jamboree Ryan: "Quote: Dual Sense marks a radical departure from our previous controller offerings and captures just how strongly we feel about making a generational leap with PS5. The new controller, along with the many innovative features in PS5, will be transformative for games. Continuing our mission at PlayStation to push the boundaries of play now." and in the future. To the PlayStation community, I truly want to thank you for sharing this exciting journey with us as we head towards PS5's tentative launch and holiday 2020. We look forward to sharing more information about PS5 including the console, design
0: in the coming months. Jim Jim Jamboree over here is reaffirming that this console is coming out winter 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right? I guess you have to kind
1: of still be bullish about that, right? Especially if like Microsoft is Unwavering in their approach, and they make it seem like they're still going to be launching their their console on holiday. I mean, they could potentially still release it. It's just, it's going to be with many limits and asterisks.
0: Wait, so is this more like a war of attrition? Like, they won't budge on that date because the other guys aren't budging on that date? So they're, they're just like waiting for the other guy to drop the shoe and be like, yeah. okay, thank God. Oh, like, I mean, who's going to play first? Yeah, yeah, like, who's. Who, <laughs> it's, it's like a game of chicken between next gen consoles. <laughs> Honestly, going on. I
1: feel like it. I wouldn't be upset at this point, right, if, like, with everything that's going on, Mm -hmm. maybe it got pushed back into 2021, and then we got, like, you know, another 6 to 12 months of PS4, like, the the end of the life cycle. Because there's still, like, things that could be done on this hardware. Um, I don't feel this huge rush to, like, move into the next generation of gaming. Like, there's still, like, a lot of cool experiences to be had in this current gen. So, if they need to take their time with it so they can have a proper release and launch, like, I wouldn't be upset
0: (laughs) I would say, given the humongous spike in the unemployment rate that we have been subjected to Hmm. in recent weeks, I don't think anyone's too excited to shell out cash for a brand new console at the end of this year. Yeah. I want to point that out. Especially if
1: this thing is going to potentially be $500, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Potentially five hundred, potentially four hundred, mm-hmm. potentially there's eight different SKUs coming out. Yeah. which sounds impossible considering the manufacturing uh, troubles that are happening mm-hmm. across the world. But I, I, I it sounds hopeful. But it's, I'm not saying it's bullshit. I really mm-hmm. do think that like all of their plans and all of their marketing are geared for for 2020. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to happen. And if it does, they are not going to see the results that they want, and the gamers aren't going to see good results because Mm -hmm. there's going to be so many games delayed that it's like, cool, there's a new NBA, I guess? Mm -hmm. Um cool fifa
1: 2021 Ah, sick
0: the same call of duty on ps4 came out yeah Yeah, it's
1: it's it's gonna be call of duty ghost 2 it's gonna be rough and like i mean we already see (laughs) ghost 2 god forbid adjusting their optics on things and like release schedules because like you know we'll talk about it a bit in the episode um from now where you know the last of us is is getting pushed back and it's like what these same (laughs) things are gonna happen it's old news by now kevin the same things are gonna happen with hardware right you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's inevitable. Like, if you can't have the most optimal launch, because, like, l- launch windows are where, like, the numbers seem to matter the most for, like, investors and
0: stockholders. Well, to be fair, the launch window would be, like, let's say, like, three, four months after the initial yeah. re- release date. But, yeah, yeah. That's probably the most important for, like, interest and the marketing push mm-hmm. for the new, new system for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But if you... Okay, hypothetical, right? Like, say you can only Uh, manufacture and distribute and launch like a million units at launch. That's nothing. That is such a meek launch for like Mm -hmm. a Sony console that's like really going to bring a lot of interest that otherwise would have been in a more healthy market.
0: And you're right, Sony at that point. We'll have no choice but to airdrop customers onto an island to mm-hmm. duke it out for the limited supply of PlayStation 5, yeah. Battle Royale style. So we're going to ah. have to train our bodies pretty hard in order to um, become Dual Sense warriors. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right? So i got to train these trigger fingers yeah. to
0: actually be responsive in the real world. Correct. You need to train these real trigger fingers. And also, you need to get really resourceful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's like, oh, I need a gun or a knife. Pfft. Frying pan, man. You yeah, can bludgeon somebody to death with frying pan. So get your get your swinging arm <laughs> ready, all right? Because these Sony battle royales ain't just a game no more, all mm-hmm. right? Greatness awaits, and you're gonna be great. Yeah.
1: After you murder fifty nine other people, and then don't forget to share with your create button, <laughs> correct? And upload to the internet.
0: <laughs> do I do I get a trophy for this? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's later. We're gonna patch that in. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, last bit of news here is um. Oh, wow. Hold on. Actually, it's breaking news. Oh, what's up? Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is finally out, and um, it fucking owns.
0: Oh, it owns Bones? It owns Bones. Oh, my goodness.
1: From here to there, this game owns Bones. Oh, my lance That's breaking news from the save boys.
0: I've I've only gotten to dip my toe into it. And by dip my toe, I mean I've played it for nine hours. Yeah, same. Um, But it is fucking fan. Fantastic. We're inevitably
1: going to do a review of that game, give it a whole episode, probably Mm. review Spirits Within or Avid Children Within It. Who knows? We're having off-air discussions about that.
0: No, he means to say we've had a heated debate where our fandom (laughs) wants us to do unique episodes per these films to give them the the dignity that uh, James Woods' Woody performance (laughs) (laughs) deserves. What uh, what chapter Mm. are you on currently? I'm on chapter four right now. So, um, and i love it and like if you know just just real quick i don't have like too much history with mm-hmm. final fantasy 7 i started with 9 and then played 8 and then played 7 and was mm-hmm. just like ah this game's ugly and stopped playing it mm-hmm. um but i enjoy all of the callbacks to like the lore and i love what they're doing and mm-hmm. It is an incredible reimagining of that story. For yeah, sure. like I've really, incredibly done. Never seen anything like
1: it. From the second I popped the disc in to about two a.m. last night, because I like I could not stop playing it. I am just experiencing nothing but joy with everything that's being given to me within, like the character interactions, the cutscenes, the dialogue. The dialogue is so good. The music, like all of it and then like the combat system is just so great to have your hands on like it just it's a joy from start to end like I, i'm loving my time with i it. really like that yeah. combat I, actually you
0: know what i really enjoy i was talking to you about it today the mm-hmm. Materia system is really fun oh though. yeah i like that you can rank up your materia by just like using it and stuff i'm mm-hmm. just like that's so neat
1: right i like too that like it's a visual thing too where it's like uh. a, you equip it on like your cloudbuster and you can see it like yeah, you could see
0: it on your actual sword. That's such a mm-hmm. neat trick, especially like when you're walking. Because like I'm playing it on with HDR on, yeah. right? Because I finally have a TV that b- makes a fucking difference with mm-hmm. HDR. And it's so cool going from like uh, bright and dark parts of the game. Because mm-hmm. like it's just the colors pop so much. This game mm-hmm. is beautiful, and I, there's no hiccups, no weirdness. No. The only thing, the only thing I'll say, one comment: and you've seen it too. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad popping in the game. Where yeah. like textures are not loading. Mm-hmm. There'd be like this fucking door that's just struggling to like catch up with the rest of the scene. Like I'm watching a cutscene and everyone's touching this amorphous blob of a door. Yeah. As if they as if it's an episode of cops and they had to blur out the door's <laughs> face to protect his identity. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking terrible. (laughs) Meanwhile,
1: you have this really detailed, like, Sector 7 umbrella plate over you, but this door is, like, the ugliest thing you've ever (laughs) seen in your life.
0: This door's PS1, everything else is PS5. It's crazy in here.
1: Yeah, it needs, like, a week one patch of sorts. Yeah, some sort
0: of update, for sure. But
1: otherwise, the game runs just so butter smooth, like, with everything. And, like, it does the God of War (laughs) thing that I love, where the transition from, like, cutscene to gameplay... Is so smooth. Seamless.
0: Yeah. Oh. oh, I love it. Beautiful game. God. Beautiful
1: I'm, game. I'm on chapter five myself, and I wouldn't be surprised if this game kept me up every night until like three in the morning just playing nonstop.
0: Let me tell you this. Which
1: is not something that happens anymore.
0: Yeah. Daniel, I don't need a global pandemic for me to shelter in place with this motherfucking game because oh, yeah. that was going to happen regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you want to come out to the... Bu- no, fuck off. No, Final fuck Fantasy you. VII. Hey, uh, do you want to go on a date? only with tifa only with fuck tifa
1: off. maybe jesse maybe Aerith. depending on my, my feeling in the moment
0: uh-huh and depending
1: on how much you like flowers yes this game gives you romance
0: options kevin can we talk about how horny people are for this game people are horny as fuck Can we talk about how
1: horny people are in the game for cloud oh
0: that's crazy like it's crazy is, is it because of his weird future turtleneck with the <laughs> one where it's like it's a tank top turtleneck that yeah. he's wearing it's the most confusing thing daniel
1: they're surely not horny for his pants that don't move at all
0: his <laughs> what are those those yeah those uh jinko kind of parachute pants that he's yeah. he's got going on
1: he looks like uh an extra in a jamiro choir music video <laughs> a what the Jamira choir what is he, that he's a uh recording artist from like um the late 90s we'll,
0: ha- we'll have to follow up after yeah. with this yeah, but... the,
1: the hit song virtual insanity is is good but no it's it's fucking awesome and i i love seeing nothing but positive response from from it, from everybody, you know, whether sure. it's new onboarders to the series, maybe this is somebody's first Final Fantasy.
0: There's still some gamers
1: complaining, of course. Like people are
0: gonna complain no matter what, right? Like it's inevitable. Uh, um, the the rest of the episodes will be free, won't they? I already paid. Yeah, dude, it takes some fucking like three four years and make mm-hmm. just this like you you you, you, you sure are you gonna get it for mm-hmm. free are you sure
1: I, I mean i have some criticisms myself which like i'm not gonna go into right now no for we'll our, save it all. our review yeah, episodes yeah, yeah, but like for the most part i do want to just say that i am completely enamored with what square enix has done and it's yeah. it, it sets the bar high for for expectations for further remakes really
0: and turtlenecks and turtlenecks turtlenecks <laughs> yeah that's a future turtlenecks let's talk about the future of this episode what does that mean? What do you got for me? You just want me to talk news? about the news? Yeah. All right, let's start with bad news first. Number okay. one on here. <laughs> the Last of Us Part 2 was delayed indefinitely. I don't like that. I don't like that word. I don't like when a, when a AAA fucking game that is mm. almost done, and they say the word indefinitely? What?
1: Yeah, because like, that timeline is so... You don't even know. Like, is it going to be this gen still? Is it going to be next gen? No.
0: (laughs) Um, Arguably, the biggest Sony exclusive of 2020 has been delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -mm. Uh, On April 2nd, Sony announced on Twitter the following, quote... SIE has made the difficult decision to delay The Last of Us Part Two and Marvel's Iron Man VR until further noticed. Logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve, end quote. And that was honestly the super short thing that they put on Twitter. That's Mm -hmm. all I said. But Naughty Dog followed up with their own tweet, stating that the news is just as disappointing for them as it is for fans. Uh, The silver lining is that the game is almost finished, and Naughty Dog is actually in the process of squashing final bugs. Okay but they said quote however even with us finishing the game we were faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control we couldn't launch the last of us part 2 to our satisfaction we want to make sure everyone gets to play the last of us part 2 around the same time ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistics issues. End quote. Naughty Dog did not indicate when the game would release, but said they hope it won't be a long delay. How you feeling? Um, not as fucked up about it as I thought I would be. It's because you have the, 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 the horny anime game. I got the horny anime game, game that I have yeah. like a hundred
1: hours yeah. that I'm probably going to sink into. <laughs> no, because um, a game getting delayed right now is not the worst thing that could be happening. In, in the world, you know, I'm not <laughs> be getting not. fucked up about the fact that yeah. for logistics reasons, they decided to push this back. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw with final fantasy seven remake kind of it launching prematurely in other marketplaces, like in Europe or, you know, Asia here. And I, I don't blame Neil Druckmann and Sony for wanting to have a, unified launch of this game, you know? Mm-hmm. So nothing can get leaked ahead of time, or so they can do it in their own fashion, because this is something they've been working very hard on, and they want it to come out with nothing less than just supreme conditions and, you know, celebration of it, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of factors involved here. Um I think some... Well, first of all, a lot of people's first reaction was just like, did they need more time on the game? And it's like, no, no, no. They came out ahead of it and said, we are almost done with yeah. this game
1: completely. That was my first thought was like, did they need more time to QA it? Cause like, it might be hard yeah. to QA test a game while you're working from home because True. like developers, I'll talk about that after we do this bit. Where like, you don't want to send games to people at home because then they can do whatever they want with it. Like having it in a closed environment, like where they, like people have to travel to play test it. Like it keeps it more secure mm-hmm. um, and you know, away from leaks. So like, I thought that was going to be the issue, but no, they said that it's been QA for the most part. It's almost ready to go.
0: I think it lies more into what everyone is saying, the logistics of it. Yeah. The logistics behind the fact that all of their marketing push, their money, their planning, mm-hmm. uh, like I said before on this show, it takes a monumental amount of effort to make a corporation move left or right, even mm-hmm. an inch, right? Yeah. Like, it takes so much orchestration across these global teams that have had all these plans that are just scattered to the wind right now because of the reality of the fact that mm-hmm. every single industry, every single person is being disrupted by it right mm-hmm. now by this pandemic. So, I think they just couldn't be able to control certain factors around it. And I think it might have been a really goofy, like, re- like return on it, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if they're all of their focus is on, like, you know, making sure there's physical additions getting out yeah. there into the water and then the like what happens when the digital comes out and the physical doesn't and then this yeah. and that it's like it's a ma- it's a major headache for a game that is arguably the highest profile fucking game for sony right now mm-hmm. I, I would say
1: this year it is the one of the highest profile games for sony to launch i don't want to like a shoe like final fantasy 7 remake out of the conversation because mm-hmm. it is a timed exclusive right now so that's still a big deal for sony
0: oh i'm sorry i still think of that as like third Party? But yeah, yeah, you're right. That is yeah, a big yeah. deal for Sony for it being on PS4. Um, right but I, always this, forget, I keep on forgetting that.
1: Yeah, but Fair. like as a first party game, this is supposed to do huge things for Sony. Like yes. this needs to be a big event. It needs to do mm-hmm. well. They put a lot of time, money, and assets for it and it, it needs to go well. And I don't blame them for like wanting to stay their hand on it. It's actually really smart. Yeah. Um, because like you want this to have good return
0: <laughs> yeah that's the thing they want it to do well and they cannot guarantee that mm-hmm. right now thanks to current events so mm-hmm. yeah i i see that
1: and also it speaks to the experience that they want the fans to have like they don't want some people to get physical editions while others don't they don't want there to be delays in markets they want everybody to get it at the same time and they want everybody to enjoy it the way it was meant or, to or be even
0: enjoyed. down to people are leaking plot details on yeah. twitter because they got it first and of another course. part of the world doesn't even have it in their yeah. hands you know that kind of shit that shit sucks
1: i do respect their response on it though They've been doing refunds right now for like, you know, digital and some of the physical editions because it's like, well, we can't guarantee that like you're going to get this when we said that you would now, especially so because it's definitely delayed. But like in the meantime, here's your money back and, you know, you can buy it again when we have an actual date for you if you want. Right, right, right.
0: So, I mean, it begs the questions like, so when will it come out? And I I think the answer is they they don't even know. They don't even know. They don't even know right now. I I would say that 2020 is finicky. I don't know; it could easily slip in the next year. Mm-hmm. That's my thought process. In fact, every major game that was intended for from here on out could easily slip yeah, in the next year.
1: We're in this very unknown territory right now. Yep. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say with this getting pushed back, Ghost of Tsushima is inevitably going to get pushed back too. Yeah. Like.
0: Yeah, and I I'm sure they wanted to stagger that. They mm-hmm. wanted us to like take the disappointment and swallow it down for Last of Us. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to tell us about Ghost of
1: Yeah, like them saying that in in conjunction that Iron Man VR is getting delayed, like mm-hmm. that means nothing to me. Like I know that there's a, like a a tight knit group of people who really vouch for you know uh, PSVR, and that's great. Like it's got some cool games to it but like that that wasn't gonna be for me
0: i'm just saying i see andrew goldfarb he, he's he's tweeting a lot lately mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean he's got a lot of time to tweet because that game's probably delayed okay yeah. i'm just gonna say yeah he's I'm... making
1: ghosts of Tsushima within animal crossing new horizons <laughs> because the studio can't make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, um yeah not the worst thing i i am di- i am disappointed we're not disappointed but I, like i am sad that i won't get to play it when it was originally intended to come out mm-hmm. because i love the last of us it's like in my top fucking 10 of games of all time. Yeah. Um, and I'm super excited for what they're doing with part two, but if it's got to wait, it's got to wait, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm, I'm a patient boy and time moves faster and then I'm getting older. I turn 30 next week.
1: Holy shit. I turn 30.
0: Are you ready? No. Oh.
1: Hmm. Well, we'll have a little celebration for you on air. What do I do? Well, why are you saying it so like sexily? Oh, sorry. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. You, you know,
0: you just hit 30 and it's just like, oh, what's up? <sighs> Well Welcome to the Save Room.
1: <laughs> you, you live as you do at thirty as you mm. did at twenty-nine. You romance video game girls in video games.
0: Yay! <laughs> Claire Redfield. So
1: yeah. do we see this now as a as a delay? What are the optics or the potential
0: of this maybe being
1: now a cross gen game, you know?
0: I I I think it will be functional with mm. the PS five. I think that's a given, but I don't think there's gonna be like Uh, PS5 version of the Mm -hmm. game right now um there might be down the road where mm-hmm. they do like a definitive a definitive edition, yeah. much like what we saw with the first game. But I don't I, I think that's probably the fur- furthest thing from Naughty Dog and Sony's mind right now. Yeah. If they can't even get the fucking base game out. Exactly. Right? So it's like that's that's a fucking that's a conversation that we need to have in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's where I'm at with the next gen version. Yeah. Again, like I said, a lot of shit's up in the air for next gen. That's what it is, Doggy Dog.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy wild on certain times. Um I mean, I'm glad that we got the games out. Out that we have gotten so far. It's. I mean, it's crazy that Final Fantasy 7 remake actually came out, and wasn't delayed. Like, I mean, it was delayed.
0: <laughs> we forgot, right? No, but it, 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 no, it didn't
1: get COVID delayed. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah it didn't yeah, get yeah. COVID delayed. It's been delayed like a, a handful of times. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so inevitably there. There is going to be this process now where games are going to get delayed for one reason or another. Um, an interesting sidebar that I kind of wanted to pull up here real quick um, before we move on to the next one is about the Japanese Games Rating Board, uh, Ciro, CERO, C-E-R-O. Um, they're also suspending operations due to COVID-19. And basically they are the um, Japanese equivalent to the ESRB, which is like the Games Rating Board out in Japan. Um, so from Gamasutra... Uh, Japanese rating board CERO, will be shutting down for a month as a re- result of COVID-19 pandemic. The company explains its staff will un- be unable to review submissions from home and will therefore be suspending all operations until at least May 6, 2020. It's a decision that could lead some game delays in the region, with all home console titles in Japan requiring a CERO rating before launch, similar to how PEGI and ESRB ratings work in Europe and North America. Peggy.
0: Peggy? Yeah. You ever, you remember the UK trailers go, Peggy 18 at the beginning of it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been. Mm. But yeah, so
1: that's kind of like, um, going to be an ever evolving thing too now with, with that happening where it's like,
0: can they not release games without ratings?
1: Technically not.
0: Huh. How's that going to work?
1: Exactly. (laughs) So like, that's that's their whole thing where it's like, well, if they have to suspend operations for at least a month, games that don't yet have ratings at this point. Like, I don't actually know what point in the development process, like a game gets rated. I don't know if a game has to go like gold first or if it's like in like the later stages of development or production. Uh But like if a game doesn't have a rating, technically it can't come out.
0: I, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I, I couldn't answer that question. Yeah. I don't know what happens if a game doesn't have a rating at mm-hmm. all, right? I know that games with a rating of, like, adult only can't mm-hmm. be sold in, like, Walmart yeah. and general retailers, but a game without a rating at all? Mm-hmm. What if it, it's just, like, a question mark on it? Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're going to get?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the last game without a rating that we got was Rage 2.
0: <laughs> Pick up a copy of Cooking Mama And there's just a big question mark on it And it's like, yeah, my son popped this in And like, um, <laughs> I gotta tell you there is a lot of full frontal in this cooking mama <laughs> there's a lot of full frontal and what is, what's going on right now with like the the bitcoin oh mining that's going that's, on? that's that's another thing yeah. so there's like there's this new cooking mama that went up on the eShop and got pulled down like the next day because mm-hmm. apparently like the licensor that licensed out the cooking mama thing was like no we don't want this out there this was like put up without our fucking uh permission and stuff like that and yeah and the game is like a shit show and apparently they were using um unreal engine to make the motherfucker or unity i, I think what? i think it was unity and it's like yeah, for cooking mom, and it's like overheating <laughs> consoles. <laughs> wow, it's a shit show, dude. It's such a weird thing, but we need to, we need to move on. to Number two, my friend. Mm-hmm. Number two on here is a cool one. It's an interesting one, and it's quite a long odyssey. But number two is Resident Evil Eight rumors detail a drastic departure for the series. Now we talked about murmurings before about how different mm-hmm. Eight might be and that it's going to be you know successor to Seven. A
1: lot of it was like hypothetical, like we assumed yeah. it was going to be first person and continuing with like the Ethan Winters story that Seven yeah. put down. And but a lot this, of confirmation here. This
0: is getting more and more legit, and yeah. it all clicks together. So strap in. It's been three years since Resident Evil Seven reinvigorated the franchise with a back to Approach to gameplay and a new first person perspective. If current rumors hold, that game's sequel will continue to evolve Resident Evil in a new direction while making callbacks to series roots. Once again, we can thank Capcom Whistleblower Aesthetic Gamer, aka Dusk Golem, <laughs> if you're a Reset Era Forum user for spilling these beans. But considering how fast Capcom changes direction during development, especially in Resident Evil games, there's a good chance these details will become outdated if they become anything at all. So grain of salt, my friends. Now the aesthetic gamer, dust Gollum, uh has been teasing Resident Evil rumors for a few weeks, but has now come clean stating that Capcom's next entry will be Resident Evil 8. But the game actually started off as Revelations 3, the lower budgeted spin off series that features fan favorite characters. There was a more legitimate Resident Evil 8 in development, but Capcom didn't want a huge gap between 7 and 8. Instead, they decided to repurpose Revelations 3 as a mainline entry due to positive feedback from playtesters and make it a cross gen title. The aesthetic gamer tweeted, quote, Should be revealed within the next few months. It is first person and many purists are going to hate it because it's taking some serious departures in the story slash enemies and the like. Uh, Hallucinations, occultism, insanity, and not being able to trust others are huge thematics of the game. The rest I'll leave to be revealed later this month. But the game? I am incredibly excited about, and I suggest those weary should be open-minded. Most who play the game near finish as Rev 3 think it's terrific. It'll probably be a high-quality game, end quote. It doesn't stop there, Daniel. You wrote so much. I'm so sorry. The ever-reliable Rely on Horror followed up with a bevy of information gathered from players that participated in March's Resident Evil Ambassador test event. While many guests' sessions were for the recently released Resident Evil Resistance, it seems like playtesters actually got their hands on what's been called resident evil 8 village and the the i l l is v i l l stylized in village mm-hmm. for eight yeah isn't that cute yeah isn't that great like the roman numeral for it it's like roman it's roman numeral, yeah that's sick
1: yeah it's super sick dude S- seven did a similar one too yeah yeah it did. which i liked
0: yeah it was great It was amazing
1: well hey buddy i need the capcom <laughs> captain to take me on a ride right now for these juicy fucking details
0: i'm gonna take you far right <laughs> Here's the juiciest of details. Chris Redfield returns in some form, some undefined form actually some reports indicate he looks like an older version of his re7 model boo and some say he's actually been redesigned yay ethan winters returns as a protagonist Hmm. he's quippier and angrier sort of like evil dead's ash williams which fits given how many references re7 makes to those films mia winters also returns and the story features her and ethan's infant child in some way re7's voice cast is said to reprise their roles The game takes place, at least partly, in a snowy European village. Ethan explores the outskirts of the village and can interact with NPCs. Interesting. Hmm. Capcom is toying with inventory options. Now, some builds feature the same system from RE7, while others use the attach case system from RE4, which Tetris fans will be very excited Hmm. for. An assortment of enemies featured in this test build, including wolf-like beastmen that you can take head-on if you're looking to lose ammo flee from or even sneak around they're said to be bullet spongy and can even soak up shotgun ammo <laughs> Ooh, it's getting spooky out here you hear that dog is
1: that the dog from re4 <laughs> yeah it's
0: the dog from RE4. hey it's a dog <laughs> <laughs> there's also a nemesis like pursuer enemy akin to a witch she can't die and shooting at her causes her to melt into a pile of Bugs. Isn't that fun? Uh, And then there's a huge gorilla-like enemy with a staff and chains. He also chases Ethan. You know, he's not just going to chill, right? Okay. The game apparently takes inspiration from scrapped versions of Resident Evil 4 that lean on more supernatural elements. Hallucination plays a big part of the game, where both NPCs and the players suffer from viral-induced visions. Uh, Not too dissimilar from what we saw in RE7, actually. And then some demos have the player escaping the village to a castle, while others have Ethan encounter human villagers afflicted with hallucinations. Last bit on here is because Revelations 3 was so close to completion, it said Capcom intends to release the repurposed sequel by Q1 2021. However, the real life outbreak the world is suffering may impact release plans now i do want to make one point here so there's like conflicting reports about what the content of these demos were Mm -hmm. keep in mind when capcom did their ambassador thing they set up different locations la new york when they invited people Mm -hmm. and it is said that capcom purposely showed off different builds in Mm -hmm. order to figure out who's leaking information if they were to break their nda smart that's real fucking clever actually (laughs) we'll get you dusk (laughs) golem we will find you (laughs) So what do you think about this pivot? And how do you how do you view this as a sequel to RE7? Are you excited that they're continuing with RE7's uh, oh, yeah, kind of ideas? Oh, yeah.
1: Undoubtedly. Like, I loved uh, Resident Evil 7 a lot. I thought mm. it was a very smart and fresh reinvigoration of the franchise. The first-person perspective played really well with a lot of the stuff they did. What has me worried is, like, yeah, keep on with Ether Winter, Ethan Winter's story because there was something cool seated there, especially with, like, Chris popping in at the end, and you could tell that story is not done with Blue Umbrella and everything else. What worries me is that there was such a grounding with Seven that this feels like a leap. from. It's <laughs> like a leap from Resident Evil 1 to 4, where, like, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit with some of the things that you're going to be doing. A gorilla-like enemy chasing you with a staff. A fucking witch that melts into bugs. You know, these werewolf-headed creatures. It's such a far cry from what the series proper has ever done. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to challenge a lot of people and and purists and and thinking, well, is this even Resident Evil? It could be. Like, it could be a lot of the same. It could be really, really different. Um, I'm excited to go to a new setting. But like you have to maintain a, a certain level of groundedness with it, especially if it's still first person. Like you can't do these over the top things like Six does, you know? Yeah, it's of just course. not going to play well. I mean, I'm excited for it to go somewhere else, and I don't mind it playing with you know the supernatural and hallucin- hallucinations because, like you said, Seven already played with that. Three actually even played with that a little bit in cutscenes. So like that bit where like you kind of can't really trust your surroundings or those around you. It's kind of cool. There was even the rumor that, like, this might be, like, a mission in Ethan's mind to hunt down Chris because of something that happened. Yeah, something that, is that really he neat.
0: thinks Chris has done and Chris kind of becomes an, an antagonist because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is like, some spoilers going left and right. It's, it's hard to ascertain, like, what's right what's or what? not. Yeah. But then again, isn't that actually kind of the core of what they're going with this game mm-hmm. you can't trust what you see anymore mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a really exciting concept i think for yeah. resident evil um to bring that fear factor because i think the series for a little while of course lost its fear factor sure. right you know starting with not just four five five was the one that lost it completely for me mm-hmm. where it was like this is completely in daylight and all you do is fight hordes of human enemies Mm -hmm. this this goes back to it being like wow i'm in the dark i'm in a i'm in an isolated environment Mm -hmm. somewhere that i'm unfamiliar with and i don't know that i can trust my own eyes well yeah it's like the start
1: of resident evil 4 when you go to europe and you're in that village for the first time you're like these seem like normal people but then they're not you know yeah
0: Yeah, they're they're not right and i I think that's cool I, i think you touched on it where it's like is this still resident evil and i feel like we ask that question every game now you know, ever since ever since we got past Code Veronica, mm-hmm. everyone asked that question. Is this still Resident Evil? People asked that question with Part 4. Mm. People asked it with 5. People asked it with 6. People asked it with 7. <laughs> people ask it with the remakes. People <laughs> even <laughs> ask it with the remakes, <laughs> right? Know, it's like, and it's okay. like, it's fair. If what, what a person thinks of as Resident Evil is the old school classic tank controls, then that's Resident Evil for you. If you go back and think, oh, well, the action horror basis of that 4 set up, then that's Resident Evil for you. You know, like there's different mm-hmm. embodiments of this. I want to continue seeing what Seven did, like you. I want to see, like, yo keep on going on this first person route Mm -hmm. that has like a harder tone but a back to basics like yo you gotta scramble to survive again you know Mm -hmm. like enemies aren't just gonna drop fucking beams of light and ammo and treasure like in part five right like let's go back to that hard horror feel i i I love this actually honestly if it took
1: place primarily outside like in this like sequestered village or forest like if you're in the mountains like i'm thinking like you know how parts of, like, Until Dawn play out where you're, like, you know, up on these mountain paths. Like,
0: a snowy mountain path snow, like, like that. I wouldn't mind that yeah. at
1: all. Like, really just do something fresh with it, but, like, still, like, have these kind of contained environments that call back to, like, yeah. you know, settings like, you know nest or you know the spencer estate or the baker estate even
0: yeah why like basically um on the baker estate was brilliant where where basically you have a central hub that you explore around and spider around and you Mm -hmm. play with that but like making it where it's like um
1: and every time you go back to it it's different it's
0: different there's Mm -hmm. different things to fear and especially if you go back to it and something about the gameplay like the hallucinations change Mm -hmm. like how you engage like maybe you take uh, enough damage where it's just like, you get crazier, <laughs> So you got to keep yourself yeah, like healed up and that'd stuff. be fresh. It, yeah.
1: I don't, I haven't played the evil within games, but don't they do something kind of like that? Where yeah. It plays a little bit. It's like the psychology and like mental state of the player.
0: Yes, they do. So. They do very much. It's like, there's a lot of psychological horror going on yeah. as well as that's like cool. physical horror. So that, that can be really cool. As long as it's not ghosts, that's my hard stop mm-hmm. on resident evil. Resident evil always has a grounding in reality. Mm-hmm. Whether it be, like, corporate corruption or, you know, viral outbreaks and such, that is the grounding. I don't want it to suddenly be like, yeah, there's a, it's a haunted fucking castle. Like, Mm. no, man, that's not as exciting to me, right? Don't get me wrong. Mm. I love my ghost stories. But Resident Evil's not a ghost story at its heart. It's not it's about people being thrown into extraordinary circumstances which is my favorite yeah. spielberg okay. slash stephen king kind of basis for mm-hmm. for plot lines so I will, we'll we'll see how that plays out but, but what are you they... coming out this soon too that's pretty insane pretty insane capcom does not fucking let up on the gas when it comes to resident evil do they No,
1: they're taking us on a ride they're fucking <laughs> pedal to the metal with these games and it's it's cool to see them like yeah. the development cycles on these are phenomenal like i if you asked me years ago if they would ever be pumping out games like this, I'd be like, they still make Resident Evil games. Mm. But, like, it's, <laughs> like, it's really cool to see what's going on right now. Yeah, I do want that continuation of um of 7 because, like, you have so much that was introduced but so unexplored. Like, Mia works for, like, a paramilitary unit. So does Ethan, presumably. Yeah, like,
0: why were they escorting uh, Eve?
1: Yeah. So I want to know more about like that and have that be expanded because like that's like this unspoken thing that drives the story that, made me scratch my head at times. But... Also,
0: where are we at with Blue Umbrella? Exactly. Like, I, I have no idea what mm-hmm. that fucking situation was.
1: How do you, so how do you feel now about, like, the the retoolings that they're going to be doing? Like, the attachy case for an inventory system, or even, like, NPCs,
0: which is nothing
1: we've ever seen. Actually,
0: the NPC bit <laughs> makes me really excited. Yeah. I would be really down if there's a Resident Evil game where it's like, hey, I can take, it's more of a slow burn where I can, like, maybe even take on some side quests in the environment. Mm. Like, do extra things that aren't just, like, mainline plot shit sure i think that would be cool because you don't like that idea i know i don't want that at all why is that i just
1: don't i would
0: i would love to live in that world a little longer i think that there's a fine balance to strike with when it comes to pacing but like i feel like if you're giving us expanded environments where you're out there like that it would be kind of cool to be able to engage with like the world a bit more than just i'm streamlining to the end of the game
1: but that's what the games are always about There's a sense of urgency, right? There's something pushing you from point A to point B to point C to the end. Yeah. The issue that I have with most open world games, right? Like, take fucking Fallout or Breath of the Wild. There is this impending, looming doom, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. No. The central character has to accomplish this thing to stop the greater evil. But yet they're spending 40 fucking hours doing <laughs> fetch quests and bullshit yeah. side quests to, to flesh out the game. That's not what Resident Evil is.
0: I would rein it in, of course. Like <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have it be like, oh, I want an open world Resident yeah. Evil. I don't think that would work. I know people have tried to pitch that idea. Yeah. It will not work.
1: I, it would just let out some of the gas of the escalation for me of what the games are supposed to be. That tension and release that is very measured.
0: Except... If it's an idea of risk versus reward, right? What if you get like, you know how um, you get upgrades to weapons or like, you know, like I got a new site or my shotgun has some attachments and such. You don't get those unless you go out of your way. Technically. Okay. Why not build on that concept and be like, hey, there's something horrible in the woods that the mm-hmm. villagers have heard about. Yeah. But like there's something worth it there. Like we sent a rescue party or something. Why don't you go check yeah, it maybe out? Maybe you have to go
1: out there and kill like yeah. five beast men.
0: Yeah, something like that. Like just so, keep it reined in. That's an interesting concept, right? Yeah.
1: Like I'm not out there <clears throat> doing side quests just to get like fucking currency. No. I'm out there getting like weapon upgrades. Yeah, or, yeah like coins. And I
0: forgot to write about it, even though I wrote a lot about it. Um some of the demos also have you fortifying different parts of the village mm. as you go through to uh, prevent attacks from the beastmen interesting so there seems like there could be a little more like girth mm. there to go do things that aren't just i need to run to the end of the game but then again that takes away our speed running element of the titles, doesn't it? True, <laughs> and then which, which has always been like a core of Resident Evil. Get through as fast as fucking possible. But I
1: imagine like every Resident Evil on a you know subsequent playthrough, you unlock something at the end of your first, and mm-hmm. you know you might not have to like do these side quests to upgrade or whatever, you know.
0: Right. I think for me, I'm coming at it as somebody who is not one and done with these games. It's like I burn through them too quickly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And therefore, I need them to give me more excuses to stick around Mm -hmm. in order to continue engaging with content. And it seems like they don't always support the newer games in meaningful ways. Even though they give us some cool DLC, Mm -hmm. it all ends up being woefully short. That's kind of my issue.
1: Yeah, that was my issue with re2 remakes like mm-hmm. free update i loved it i love what they put in there it was cool but like it was kind of one and done save for like no way out yeah or yeah. even like when they updated it to include like jill's letter to robert kendo to bridge the gap between two and three that was cool they made you play through the game like but it was like an easter egg to get to it but like yeah that's it. it's just an easter egg it's so easter egg, yeah. yeah like these games are pretty one and done like i spent my six days with mm-hmm. re3 and like i don't feel any panging urge to go back to it save to maybe beat my speed run yeah score that's that's, that's about it that's fair so. also
0: uh i i demand that they show me ethan's face this
1: time around
0: <laughs> you i i will die
1: by this every time you do see his face in seven
0: do you really you do which part do you see his fucking face you see
1: his face when um when mia is like you play as her in like the ship segment when he gets and, sunk
0: into the ground and
1: you have to like pull him out of like the muck like you see his face for a bit i swear yeah i swear
0: okay anyway does that mean we won't get Revelations 3 now? <laughs> Fuck! I don't know. I want Revelations.
1: I, I'm kind of interested in going back and playing those, because I haven't, and... I don't think you'll like them. Yeah, but, like, I get to play as Jill.
0: Yeah, who is totally unlike her characterization of, in the remake. That's fine. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be anything like that. Yeah.
1: I'm Hopefully it's something better than what 5 gave us. With it's also Buck not End, very like...
0: scary. You do know that, right? Okay. Like, it's an action game? Sure okay i'm just i'm just making sure because like you've gone back to previous resident evils after getting jived on another game mm-hmm. and then gotten super disappointed well <laughs> six is a, another story for another day I well still no haven't... you went you went from seven to remake one and you're like oh i don't like remake one and i'm like what
1: no 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 no, no. yeah no no, no no it wasn't that so much it's like i wanted a certain feel from remake one that i knew i wasn't gonna get and i for the record, I had beaten it already prior to that. I beaten uh, that game like two or three times already. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like I wasn't expecting something new, but like I wanted a certain feel from it. Yeah, and I just seven. like I just didn't get it. And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I spent like a few hours with it and then I put it away." You can play Outlast and that would be kind of like seven. Yeah, maybe.
0: Ah, uh, I have a third one on here okay. for you, my friend. We got to we got to blaze through this. Sure. You wrote all this shit about Resident Evil, and I'm like, Daniel, yeah, stop! I'm the worst. Daniel, please, no. I'm not glib. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Number three, CD Projekt Red still intends to release Cyberpunk 2077 in September. Wow, there's that bullishness I was talking about. <sighs> that is what it is. While other developers are struggling to meet release dates during this time, CD Projekt Red will be goddamned if a global pandemic prevents them from launching an RPG. Studio President Adam, st- could, could help me? Kaczynski? K- Kaczynski? Hmm? Kaczynski? That's Polish, I don't know. Yeah. Reaffirmed with shareholders that Cyberpunk is coming September 17th. Quote Since mid March, we have been working from home while ensuring continuity of all of our operations. Our goals haven't changed. First and foremost, we intend to release Cyberpunk 2077 in September. We feel motivated and have the necessary tools at our disposal to meet this goal. We also believe that our longstanding strategy of avoiding debt and accumulating cash <laughs> reserves makes us well prepared to meet any hardships <laughs> which may be in, in store during these troubled times. I mean, he was talking to shareholders. I guess that's like a conversation that makes yeah. sense to them, right? <laughs> hey, what is, what is your longstanding practice of avoiding well, debt?
1: <laughs> this is also a, a game that was kind of... Uh, Portionally funded by the Polish government
0: was oh yeah didn't they give them some dividends because yeah like, because this
1: is a big epoch event
0: for the country right right The Witcher is uh, the yeah. backbone of that country yeah there. exactly yeah, yeah so this is the same. Uh, Actually, this is the same certainty the studio expressed back in mid-March when they first converted their staff to work from home, stating on Twitter, quote, While this is all a bit new to everyone, we are rising to the challenge and showing no signs of stopping in our effort to bring you some kick-ass role-playing action in September, end quote. Adam Kaczynski also suggested that story DLC for the game will be revealed before the game's launch, and that it's no shorter than The Witcher 3's DLC.
1: Fuck that. Tell me more about the multiplayer. How's that going to launch? When's that going to come?
0: Yeah, man, I need the game with my friends. Gaming alone is boring. Gaming I, gaming
1: with friends right now is, is needed more than anything. I need it more than water, more than mm-hmm. toilet paper.
0: Single player's dead.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. it that's all i got for that, that was a bit. bit yeah that was um
0: there. although i i always go back to this one conversation that this guy had to me where he's just like playing video games by myself that's like a loser thing okay is what he said he's like it has to be multiplayer or it's like a loser thing sure i was just like what the fuck you're a loser for playing games anyway yeah
1: we're all losers we fuck just off. We're, you know we have different formats <laughs>
0: Mm, so what do you think Are you excited for cyberpunk 2077 to definitely meet its september release date apparently
1: i'm interested what it actually means right where it's like okay it could meet a release date locally but is it gonna meet like a global release date like what if it comes out still in like poland and europe but it doesn't come to america like north america
0: it just doesn't get here fast enough, yeah. right um yeah i don't know i i don't see how they wouldn't have the same distribution problems for physical releases as anyone else exactly yeah like everyone's having that problem what what makes them special besides the fact that they make their employees crunch? <laughs> and also, it's at far easier to make someone crunch when they're working from home. Mm-hmm. That's what's been hard about the work-from-home conversion for people that don't have set schedules. Mm-hmm. It is so, so easy for mm-hmm. a company to prey on the fact that they know yeah. you are fucking a foot away from your computer at all times.
1: Yeah. I mean, they might even be in optimal like circumstances right now to say it. Maybe like, they've been working from home for a while and this is working out for them. But like, you can't plan for things that are going to go wrong down the line. Like, maybe from where they stand right now, they're like, okay, we can visibly get this done. But, like, you Mm -hmm. know, what if half your workforce, like, gets sick or, like, they lose that optimal ability to work from home and continue to develop, you know? I think it's going to get delayed. I I don't think it's going to come out in September, but that's just me.
0: No way, dude. Like, if fucking Last of Us can't make it, I don't understand how Cyberpunk's going to do it. A
1: game that is purportedly going to be, like, Mm. just as big, if not bigger, than The Witcher. Yeah. Like, The Last of Us isn't going to be that big of a game in comparison. Like, it's still going to be a meaty experience. I imagine we're still going to get, like, 20 or so hours out of The Last Mm. of Us. Yeah. Um, This is supposed
0: to be, like, a 100-hour odyssey, right? Yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. know if
1: it's something they said just to say it to, like, the investors or just to kind of keep stock (sighs) faith in themselves or hype themselves up, you know, or... Maybe give some positivity back in the world. Like, hey, we know shit's bad, but Cyberpunk's still com- coming out.
0: Can we talk about that cash reserve? Yeah, what's, what's going, going on? on with that? What's going on with this cash reserve? Huh? <laughs> you, you just have like a a, a vault in Poland for it's just labeled Witcher money. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck we're good this company will be afloat through any apocalypse okay we're sitting on witcher dlc money they have fucking
1: offshore bank accounts in like switzerland where they have other reserves for like okay here's dlc one here's dlc two yeah (laughs)
0: like
1: what if anything ever happens to this fucking studio the government can't touch it
0: there's a small island in bermuda that was completely funded by the blood and wine dlc Realistically,
1: like, what do you think the chances are that they can make this happen?
0: If they do it, they do it, right? Yeah. Maybe, I, I, I think more so it's about the physical distribution than it yeah. is. Because like, obviously, any one of these developers can freely release digitally. Yeah, But will they have a problem? Will people not be able to engage? Mm-hmm. I think... The thing that we forget about is that there's a lot of people in the world that can't just jump for digital, right? Mm-hmm. Whether their bandwidth won't allow for it, mm-hmm. or they just don't have the means, like that physical is what they hang their hat or on,
1: right? Even now with like Sony, like throttling, like download and upload speeds, like that can create Correct. problems down the line. Yeah. I don't know if they have this mindset of, well, September, this is all going to be cleared out. But like every day is such an unknown thing. We're marching into like more uncertainty as like we're in the kind of like peak state mm. of of COVID in North America. So like, we don't know how quickly this is going to go back to a normal quote, you know?
0: Well, I've said it before, there's going to be a new normal, Mm -hmm. um, but there is no normal for what the world was previously. But
1: no, you're entirely right. Like publishers and developers could still say we can release it digitally, but that's not ideal. You know, that doesn't, that takes the wind out of like marketing and physical releases and where a lot of the money's made.
0: Hell, I would almost imagine that in some cases, yeah, so all of your marketing would just switch to online. Yeah. Like, why the fuck would you send, like, uh, standees at GameStop if GameStop's completely closed, you know? Exactly. So I'm just like, I feel like there's going to be some benefits and some, yeah, some you know, disadvantages to this, but it's just going to be a shift. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to shift. Maybe, maybe CD Projekt Red is wise enough to have all of their ducks in a row about, like, hey, we're planning for this new strategy to push mm-hmm. Cyberpunk. Or maybe they're just like, well, we don't give a fuck. Everyone knows what Cyberpunk is. Mm-hmm. We can launch we can launch and it'll sell <laughs> like because people want it you mm-hmm. know there's not gonna be any disparity for like what we would have made otherwise that kind of mm-hmm. thing i don't know we'll see all i know is that they have vaults filled with gerald gold yeah. <laughs> okay the <laughs> bloons <laughs> all right the last thing on here is number four nintendo stops switch shipments to japan Oh, my goodness. On April 7th, Nintendo announced that it stopped shipments of their Switch and Switch Lite to their home country because of disruptions to production caused by... What does it say here? Oh, the coronavirus. That's interesting. Hmm. Huh. Who would have known it would have an impact on distribution and logistical channels?
1: Coronavirus? Just because we've been talking
0: about it for the last hour and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about it. With schools closed and people confined to their homes with little else to do than rewatch parks and wreck for the fifteenth fucking time, demand has soared for the Animal Crossing machine. <laughs> How high is that demand? Well, Famutsu. Am I saying that right? Famutsu? Famutsu? Help me. Help me, Dan. Yeah, help, help me let
1: you live in this one by help yourself.
0: Famitsu. <laughs> <Let me too. laughs> <laughs> Famitsu reports that between February 24th and March 29th, 830,000 Switch units were sold, bringing the console's lifetime unit sales to 13 million. Can wow. you imagine? Wow. Jesus Christ, How dude. many of
1: those were, like, the exclusive, like, Animal Crossing ones, too?
0: I don't know. What's the percentage of that hot, hot ac huh? I want to know. Now, however, Nintendo has struggled to keep up with demand because their primary manufacturers in China and Vietnam are operating at reduced capacity. In response, dickheads online have increased the price of available Switch consoles anywhere from $500 to $700. The MSRP <sighs> on a standard Switch console is $299. As uh, as for the U.S., a Nintendo rep told GameIndustry.biz, quote, Nintendo Switch hardware is selling out at various retail locations in the U.S., but more systems are on the way. We apologize for any inconvenience, end quote. That's a blurb. That's what we like to call a blurb. (laughs) So, there you go. We may not know when more are coming, or how many, but they will be. Sure, as the storm will eventually hit shore on a day ending with the letter Y. Hmm. It will happen sometime. With parents working at home and their kids, if they don't have homeschooling or anything, or I mean to say like an online class substitute, and a lot of schools aren't offering that, mm-hmm. they don't know how to keep their goblin busy for yeah. the eight hours that they need to take calls and get through their work and squash emails. Mm-hmm. It's It's been rough. I actually read an article about Um, two parents that are work from home and their kid is just like, they're too young to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. How, how come they can't go outside? How come their routine is completely ripped away and they're acting out, you know, they're acting out and they don't have like distractions and nothing's working. Mm -hmm. And so people uh, do what they've always done, which is they look to nintendo for guidance in their life
1: that's <laughs> what i've been doing for 32 years
0: exactly yeah. um but yeah if they can't keep that sucker in in supply mm. god damn that's a that's a rough position yeah when when you're saying you can't
1: even like guarantee supply chain to your own home, home country. country that's pretty intense
0: it's pretty goddamn intense. and
1: granted you know a lot of these companies they do outsource to china and elsewhere you know for hardware or whatever the situation is development so that probably plays into part of it too but um yeah this is a very realistic thing this is bound to happen um
0: they actually warned us at the beginning of the year that it might impact uh Mm -hmm. some manufacturing right of course they they made it you know they 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 use soft skills to make it seem Mm -hmm. like it wouldn't be that bad we didn't think there'd be a scenario of like you can't get a switch
1: yeah, I mean, I'm sure they were planning for, like, you know, they had a, maybe a trending set in their mind of, like, okay, in this quarter, the Switch will probably sell this amount of units. But with everything that's going on, there's been an exaggerated rate of people buying these fucking Animal mm-hmm. Crossing machines and, like, you know, needing the distraction for comfort or wanting it for their kids. And, like, I need to redecorate. I need it. I got it. I need, I need to get bells for Tommy Nook. <laughs> and, like, they didn't prepare for this because like how do you prepare for something like this right
0: now keep in mind nintendo should have known better because they've gone through two global pandemics with Mm -hmm. their consoles the first being wii fever where that shit sold out like a motherfucker because people were sick on that wii bowling they absolutely needed it right wii sports was hot (laughs) okay they should have goddamn known what, (laughs) what the fucking pandemics look like no but like it's it's one of those things where it's like dude if you can't Fucking pump them out fast enough mm-hmm. because these manufacturers are at reduced capacity it's unsafe to be uh, for workers to be on a factory floor or people are naturally getting sick and mm-hmm. having to stay home i'm gonna give you a big old fucking duh on that one right every industry is suffering right now and mm-hmm. trying to meet demand or increase demand that they did not anticipate mm-hmm. such as oh, let me think about this Charmin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> L- yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lysol.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone's struggling right now. Yeah. So, but it, it is a sad state of affair to think that, like, um people are trying to distract themselves with games. We talked about that's a very cathartic thing to, mm-hmm. like, turn your brain off from horror. Mm-hmm. And they can't? Ah, mm-hmm. That sucks, right? Or even
1: worse is the people taking advantage of the situation, like scalping and then selling, you know, switches for, like, two times three times the price
0: oh yeah like, like what, what the, the fuck what the fuck dude there is a special special circle in hell for these mm. fools or Wario's shoving fucking pineapples up yeah. your ass. <laughs> so, okay. this whole situation,
1: yeah, and it's just not a that's not just a fucking Mario Party minigame. That's, that's hell. That's hell for you. It
0: actually is. Yeah. Uh, WarioWare <laughs> 3D. Let's not get into it.
1: But, like, so, <laughs> a situation like this is very foretelling of what might happen with Sony and Microsoft with, like, their consoles coming out in the winter holiday, whatever you want to say. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's yeah. what
0: I'm saying. Like, what are you talking about, uh, Jim Jamboree Ryan? What yeah. are you talking about? Oh, can't wait to see a holiday 2020. What? Like, if established
1: what? consoles and hardware are having trouble shipping you're gonna have
0: trouble shipping <laughs> yeah dude, like that's that again even with cd project it's like if everyone else is having a problem what are you doing yeah. differently right and it's like do, are we, am i gonna like the answer oh yeah we're just making our fucking employees slave away in their own homes mm-hmm. on these games yeah. so, you know stuff like that like i don't want to hear this kind of shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we need to we need to put a focus and emphasis on people's health first right mm-hmm. you'll get your toys later sorry how my toys now kevin you have some toys, and you need to wash them sometimes, Daniel. That's true. Honestly,
1: mm. like, even like being stuck at home with, the, with my good pal here, I still go stir-crazy and get a little, like, feisty. you, you know? want to fight? I kind of want to fight. Well, you want to fight. I just want to fight so bad.
0: I changed his mood immediately when I said that I wanted side quests in Resident Evil. <laughs> like, now he's all fucked up. <laughs> I'm, all fucked up, I'm he's right. all fucked up about it. He's uh, all fucked up about it. RE7's perfect.
1: <laughs> Speaking of fighting, I didn't put this in the quick hits, but uh, Streets of Rage 4 got, like, an update video where they don't necessarily have, like, a release date for it yet. They can't promise it, even though leakers were like, oh, it's supposed to be coming out in April or May of 2020. They're like, we can't confirm that. But they announced that, like, it's going to have 12 unlockable players. Jesus Christ. From all the Streets of Rage games, like, from the Sega Genesis. Whoa! So that's really cool. That's exciting for me. Holy shit. I'm really hyped about that. I got my pre-order down pat through Limited Run Games so i can't wait oh for that.
0: nice nice yeah. and then that comes with the like the genesis packaging doesn't yeah, it?
1: yeah it's got like a steelbook case and then it has like a sega genesis packaging which is really cool oh, it's so yeah. fucking dope
0: yeah i can't yeah. wait for that fucking i want to play that game a lot daniel's been so excited for fucking streets of rage 4 we only got our hands on it at what like last pax
1: yeah we played it at pax west and it, yeah. it was really cool i was impressed with uh the modern feel of it like Although it still felt very classic, like they did a lot of cool like level stuff and the music was really great.
0: Oh, I saw you could also convert all of the player characters to the pixelated yep. versions, the 16-bit versions. And that's you can awesome.
1: also play with the original soundtracks. What? So that's really cool.
0: What?
1: My one call to arms here, guys.
0: No, uh, you mentioned arms earlier.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Domu. not move. Uh, I, I forget the other studio that's actually making this game. But if you don't put Rue in the game as an unlockable character, uh, it's a missed opportunity okay yeah rue is a fighting kangaroo that you unlock in one of the games gotcha yeah. gotcha
0: yeah yeah
1: listen now more than i ever need i need that fighting kangaroo yeah oh, it's yeah, good I, for morale i'm sure i'm <laughs>
0: sure that's where it's at right yeah. there was a fighting kangaroo in tekken there was Remember that? Yeah. and a fighting raptor i believe in one of them and a fighting bear Candy, panda there's right? a panda and then there's a tiger king not yeah. uh not uh <laughs> not the Tiger King, not Joe Exotic. Actually, let me tell you what. I got a good authority. A Nintendo rep told me on the down low that it's not actually manufacturing issues uh, that are stopping switches. It's Carol fucking Baskin. <laughs> Carol
1: hoarding Baskin hoarding all of the switches,
0: dude. Yeah, yeah, not kidding. Shit. Yeah, we should storm that compound. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. Well, this one off the rails like it always yeah, no, does. Yeah, no, yeah, does. All right, we should end this one. Yeah, right? let's bring right. it home. Guys, we appreciate your ears. We appreciate uh, your eyes supporting us. All of your holes. We (laughs) We appreciate you. We appreciate those gamer holes. You know what I'm saying? But um, thank you. We hope that you are having your thirst satiated by one of eight best girls in the latest Final Fantasy VII. And um, thank you. Thank you for uh, sticking around, right? Now, you could also, if you wanted to check us out on Twitter find us an at save room show. If you want to tweet at us, send us some memes, send us mm-hmm. your favorite best girl from final fantasy. Yeah. I
1: don't yeah. know that we've had any particularly good, uh, Twitter takes as of mm-hmm. late, but you know, just join us there. Celebrate gaming. Just join us there. Let's keep uplifted.
0: Right. Always social distance. Yeah. Hmm. We're together in our distance. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Gamers are used to that concept, though, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Except now a 12-year-old isn't, you know, saying they want to fuck my mom. <laughs> it's just friends being friends. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I feel yeah. safest
1: from most. Like, you know, getting harassed by fucking 11-year-olds. Yeah, they're going to frag me.
0: It's as American as apple pie. Mm. <laughs> Basically. Getting teabagged by a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else we want to wrap up here? I don't know. Uh,
1: remember, no. Just I'd... remember to wash your hands and stay safe. All right. Good night. Good night.